Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Jeff. If you're a Christian entrepreneur like me, you know how important it is to build our businesses on the foundation of God's word. That's why I wrote my new devotional, Navigating Entrepreneurship Through the Lens of Scripture, a 30-day journey for Christian entrepreneurs. And I wanted to let you know that it's now available on Amazon. And you can also check it out at navigatingbiblicalentrepreneurship.com forward slash devotional. Welcome to Business God's Way podcast. My name is Jeff Elder, and I'm an online business coach, Christian leader, and funnels expert. This show is where we help established Christian online coaches create more income, freedom, and impact while keeping God at the center of everything we do as entrepreneurs and leaders. Let's dive into today's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Business God's Way podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate that you take time to listen to these episodes. Wanted to just remind you all, if you have not yet gone over to Apple Podcast and left a review and a rating for this show, I would greatly appreciate that as that helps get this podcast into the hands of other kingdom printers just like you. So today I want to talk about 10 basics of marketing for a business. <clears throat> now, these are 10 things that I have learned over the years of doing marketing. And some of these are things that I wish I knew early on in my business. So I want to dive into these 10 things and talk a little bit about them. Because, again, I really believe that these are, these are the, the foundational elements that you should think about when you are um, getting ready to create your marketing plan. So without further ado, I'm going to jump in to the topic. So number one is you have to understand your ideal customer. You have to understand your ideal customer. And the biggest mistake that I've seen in this area is we try to serve everybody. We want to serve everybody. But the problem with that is it makes it really hard for us to market our products and services when we have such a broad audience. And so what I'm going to encourage you to do is to narrow down your ideal customer. Who is it ideally that you want to work with? What is the one type of person that you feel like you can help? So let me give you an example from my business. When I first started Business God's Way, my goal was I wanted to help Christian entrepreneurs. I, that's good. I mean, it is a little bit niche down, Christian entrepreneurs, but it's still pretty broad. It's still pretty broad. So then I decided, okay, what can I do to narrow 
my ideal customer. And I thought, okay, well, I want to work with Christian entrepreneurs who are coaches and who want to create coaching programs, online courses, memberships, things of that sort. So you see how I, I went from broad Christian entrepreneurs to a more focused Christian coaches, Christian coaches. That is my ideal customer. Another reason why you might want to consider uh, niching down is because you will begin to learn so much about your ideal customer. You, you will learn their challenges, their roadblocks, their desires, their dreams. You will begin to understand their language, the words that they use to describe both their pain and their goals and where they're trying to get to. And when you can learn your ideal customer at that deep, deep level, you are going to be able to write marketing content that speaks directly to that individual in such a way that they're going to listen and they're going to say to themselves, wow, this person really understands me. They understand me. And so when we niche down and figure out more specifically who it is that we want to serve, it's going to help us be able to reach those people. So think through your ideal customer and ask yourself, is this too broad of an audience? If so, then you might want to consider ways that maybe you can segment that group into smaller segments and just keep working at it until you find and discover, okay, this is my ideal customer. It feels good. I know I can help them. So this is who I'm going to serve. And this is going to help you so much with, with your business. So that's the first one. Understand your ideal customer on a much deeper level. Narrow down your ideal customer and don't try to go too broad. Number two, don't focus on too many offerings. Now, when I, what I mean by offerings is these are your signature uh, products and services, the things that you sell, the things that bring in the most revenue for your business. These are what I'm talking about. And I see so often, just like, just like we want to try to serve everybody, we can also fall into the, into the trap that we want to offer way too many things. And it just complicates the business. And it just confuses people. Because you're putting too much in front of them. And a confused mind will never buy. It actually repels them. So you need to get very clear on your offerings. What's the one thing that you can focus on in your business? What's the one thing you can commit to and stick with it? 
Now, a lot of people think, well, Jeff, if I reduce my offerings down to one thing, then doesn't that mean that I'm leaving money on the table? No, it does not. I used to believe the same thing. Until I started to meet people who did just this. They narrowed their offerings down to one or two things, and that's it. And they're making seven figures in their business. And they have a business that is less complicated, less complicated. When we offer so many things, that means that we have to provide customer support. We have to onboard these, these customers. We have to provide for them and we have to deliver. And if you have too many products and services, that's a lot of delivery <laughs> that you have to do. And it just complicates it. So narrow down your ideal customer. Narrow down what you offer. Doing those two things alone will greatly simplify your business. It will greatly simplify your business. Number three, you need to develop your brand story. People are emotional beings, right? We love a good story. It draws us in. It captures our attention. People love stories. This is why people read books. This is why people go to the movies. Because they want to get lost in the story that is being told. And you need to develop your brand story for yourself. And what I mean by, by that is... We need to figure out a way to share with people why it is you do what you do. And then you need to tell that story over and over and over and over again. Let me give you an example again from my business. Why do I do what I do? Well, I do what I do because there was a season in my life where I walked away from the Lord. I walked away from the church. And that also meant that God was not allowed in my business. I did not bring him in. Now, was he there? Obviously, yes. But did I acknowledge that? No. Did I lean in on that? No. I did not. And the decisions that I made in that business were not driven by the Lord. They were driven by myself. And as a result, I went through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and I lost the business. And that was devastating. That was absolutely devastating to me. And when God got a hold of me and I returned back to him, he called me to serve Christian entrepreneurs because he wanted me to be a voice in their lives to let them know to not make the same mistakes that I made and to allow God into your business 
to embrace God, to surrender your business completely to the Lord. And so my passion is to help Christian entrepreneurs and coaches not have to go through what I went through. Now, just because God is is in our business and we're allowing Him in and we're handing everything over to Him, obviously that does not mean that there won't be any trouble or hardships. There will be. But just like the Christian faith in general, He will be there. He will provide a way for us. We can count on Him. And that is why I do what I do. Because I want to help Christian coaches. I want to help them overcome their spiritual problems in their business just as much as I want to help them solve their business problems. And I want to see more Christians who are entrepreneurs and coaches to embrace this amazing God that we have because he will come into your business and he will be there. He will be your source of strength, of encouragement. He will bless. And so that's a little bit of my brand story. What's yours? What is your brand story? Think about it. What What is your journey that took you from a place of being stuck to a place of wanting to be in a place where that was your dream. And you had some roadblocks along the way, but you discovered how to overcome those. And as a coach, you're, you're now teaching people that same process. So tell your story, create your story, just look at your own life and tell the story, because that is going to attract people. It's going to bring them in. So develop your brand story. Number four, create your personal and business values. Create values for your business. I recommend you do five. Pick five values that you believe in, that you hold, um, that you hold yourself accountable to. What are the values that mean something to you? And write those down and use them as a filter for everything you do in your business. That includes the marketing that you do. When you create your marketing pieces, filter it through your values. Are you posting something that doesn't match your values? Or when you're responding to people on social media, are you responding in a way that reflects your values? Another thing you can do with your values is talk about them. Talk about them in your marketing. Here's another example from my business. One of the things that I value is the word of God. I value the word of God. So what I can do is I can take that value and I can speak about it. I can show up and say, hey guys, you know what? I was reading in Psalm 23 today and this verse really struck me 
This is why this is the life transformation that happened because of reading this verse today. So see how I how I took my value of God's word and I shared something from that value. And you can do the same thing. So once you develop your values, then stick to them. Use them as a filter and communicate them with your audience. Because here's the thing that I discovered. My audience shares the same values that I do. They share the same values. And so when I talk about them, there's going to be this connection. They're going to be attracted. People with the same value system, they attract one another. And your values could also repel people away, which is fine. Because you don't want to work with somebody who does not match your value system. It just won't work. So create your value statements. Pick five. Write them down and, and live by them. Number five. Build your home. Because your home is where you're going to store all of your marketing assets. Here's the thing. I've had this happen to clients where they put all of their, their content, all of their marketing assets under a place like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or any of those places. And what happens? Well, their account gets shut down. And now they're in panic mode because all of their content is on these platforms. These platforms, we do not own these platforms. We do not own them. And if we don't not if we don't have our own home to store the content that we develop, we risk losing all of that work that you've done. So I recommend having a backup system. Keep your content on your computer. Keep it on some kind of back uh, uh, hard drive. Do something with it that keeps it safe and protects it. Otherwise, you might lose it all. <laughs> and I've lost content before myself. And I can tell you that it was painful. Even today still, I know that there was content that I created that I could use, but I don't have it anymore. So please, please, make sure that you give your marketing assets a home that you control, that you own, to safeguard it. Number six, develop your content marketing strategy. So what's your strategy going to be when it comes to your marketing plan. Here are some things to consider when planning out your, your content, uh, your content marketing strategy. Number one, pick a place to show up. Pick a place to show up. Whether it's a social media site, whether it's a blog that you're gonna, that you're gonna write, whether it's video content that you're going to produce, 
Just pick a couple things. Pick where you're going to hang out. Then decide what format are you going to create. Again, so I create this podcast. This is my way of producing and putting out content. Is through this podcast. Where do I share this this podcast? Well, I like to hang out on Instagram. Because I know that my audience is also hanging out on Instagram. So I keep it simple. I don't try to be everywhere. I don't try to show up on all the social media sites. It's too much. It's too much. And so I picked one platform, which is Instagram. I picked a format, which is the podcast. And I keep it simple. Because even keeping it simple, still me, it's still a lot of work. So develop out your strategy. Where are you going to hang out? Hopefully it's the same place your ideal customers are going to hang out. And then pick the format. What type of content are you going to go into create? Again, is it going to be a podcast? Is it going to be video content? Is it going to be a blog? It's up to you. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Go for it. Number seven, build your lead generation campaign. Every business needs leads, right? Because leads convert into sales. Sales converts into customers. And developing a lead generation campaign is one way that you get in front of your ideal customer. And it's also the way that you bring them into your email platform, whatever email platform you have. ConvertKit, MailChimp, there's a lot of them out there to choose from. But your lead generation campaign is what is going to help you grow your email list. And you create this lead generation campaign and what you're going to do is you're going to create something of value for your ideal customer. Maybe you pick a pain point that they have and you're going to create a piece of content that will help them get a small win over that challenge that they're having. Because when you can help solve a problem quickly and they can get a quick win, that's going to build trust in their minds. And that's going to bring them back to you to ask you to help them. So lead generation campaigns can be an ebook, a cheat sheet, one page, five tips for overcoming fill in the blank, whatever you do to help them. It can be an email, a mini email uh, course where every day for maybe five days you're sending them a different email helping them solve a problem. These are just some ideas. But you need to have some kind of lead generation campaign in your business. Okay, number eight, the follow-up is create your email marketing plan. So as you bring people into your email platform and you're building your list, it doesn't just stop there. You need to nurture those new leads because not all of them are going to buy right away. Some of them, most of them, will need to be nurtured. 
the worst thing you can do is get somebody onto your email list and not show up until you have something to sell them. Please do not do that. Do not do that. You need to nurture that relationship, just like you would nurture a friendship. You need to build trust. You need to get them to like you, know you, and trust you. And so, please, please have a plan in place to communicate with your email list. Because your email list is gold. It really is. So you want to grow it and you want to nurture it. Number nine, you could use paid advertising channels. Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, Google ads. There's a lot of opportunities out there for paid advertising. And this is one way that you can quickly get in front of your ideal customer is by using paid advertising. Now, one caveat to this is don't spend money on advertising until you have either a lead magnet or a product and service, uh, a product or service that has been proven. A lot of people make the mistake and think, well, if I just throw a little bit of money at this, then it's going to change everything. And that's not true. Because if your offer isn't good, if the lead magnet isn't good, if the product and service that you're offering is not good, no amount of paid advertising is going to change that. So create your products and services. Create your lead magnets and get them out there and see which ones resonate. Then you can put some money behind it and get it in front of more people. All right, number 10, the last one, is utilize affiliate marketing opportunities. Now, I'm an affiliate for two platforms, uh, ClickFunnels, which is a sales funnel builder, and ConvertKit, which is an email marketing platform. And I get monthly uh, commissions off of the sales of people signing up for those two platforms. Now, I just want to say this about affiliate marketing is make sure that the thing that you're promoting makes sense to promote. So again, I help Christian coaches build courses, sales funnels, help them grow their email list. So it makes sense that I would offer them click funnels. It makes sense that I would offer them ConvertKit. And those, those conversations go very easy because they need these things anyway. And they know that I'm there to provide support for them. So the conversation is very easy. I just had a client recently who I, I shared my affiliate link with for ConvertKit because I'm working on a project with them where they're going to need an email platform, an email marketing platform. And so that conversation was very easy. They asked me what I would recommend. I said, well, I love ConvertKit. I've been using them for years. And I'm also an affiliate 
So would you mind if I sent you the affiliate link for you to sign up? It doesn't cost you anything more. And obviously they said, oh yeah, send, send over the link. So see how natural that was? It was a natural conversation. So make sure that whatever you're selling as an affiliate makes sense to what you're doing and how you're serving your customers. But affiliate marketing is a great way to make passive income. All right, so let me recap these 10. Number one, understand your ideal customer. Number two, don't focus on too many offerings. Number three, develop your brand story. Number four, create your personal and business values. And by the way, those, those should be one and the same. Build your home, meaning you want to be able to own your marketing assets, have control over them. Number six, develop your content marketing strategy. Number seven, build your lead generation campaign. Number eight, create your email marketing plan. Number nine, use paid advertising channels. And number 10, utilize affiliate marketing opportunities. So there you have it. Those are the top 10 marketing basics that you need in your business. If you want to add any more to this, I'd love to hear what you have to say. You can reach me over at Instagram at Jeff Elder BGW. Love to hear your comments. If you have any questions about any of this, you can you can message you can direct message me over there. And I hope this was helpful. I hope this gave you some ideas for what you need to do in your business because that is what I want. I want to be able to help you be successful as a Christian coach. So that is it for, for this episode. I love you guys. I'm praying for you guys and continue to do business God's way.